Good morning, Australia. It is finally Friday. It's the breakfast show. It's the final day of the week. The final day for the show in Finland. And it's Blake and it's Lawson live coming at you from different bedrooms on Zoom through the technology that is happening here. And Shell producing it up in Walls End, Newcastle, Australia. It's pretty awesome with the technology that we have. Lawson, what are you thankful for this morning? I am thankful for many things. I'm thankful that aloe vera exists because I have a gnarly sunburn on the back of my neck. The rest of my body covered in sunscreen, all good. But yeah, I got a red neck, bro. It's 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 doing things to me. It's it's. I was I was gonna say. I was do you gonna feel like you want to light things on fire? Do you want to shoot Yeah, that's right. I want to blow stuff up and cut down <laughs> trees with an axe. Like, it just... Nice. Just all that's, kinds of stuff. That's I, what happens. I've had a redneck for most of my life, and I'm I'm very thankful uh, for hatchets. Uh, I like to split wood with them. Uh, nice. And chainsaws. Uh, that was a little homage to, to Lyle, who always was thankful for, like, random tools. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right. That's so good. I'm also. I'm actually. I'm. I'm thankful too. The the train of people providing me free meals has kept rolling, and that is that. Yesterday, uh, I had some friends over to ride motorbikes at my place, and then we ate lunch before, and I got them to pick up the food and pay for it, and then I was gonna like pay them back, but they were just like nuts. The guy who picked up the food. He's like, "My shout, my shout, Lawson. You don't have to pay me." Do you ever do you ever pay for food? Because I'm detecting this thing. I I know I pay for food. I've just I've just been hooked up recently. God is good. God is good. I've been looked after. I've been looked after. God is good. All right, coming up on Faith FM, it is a tale of two pastors. One, Hillsong pastor Brian Houston. Eight witnesses testify against him. Uh, during a crazy trial that's going on. The other pastor is the rooftop pastor who has spent 345 days on a roof in Chicago raising millions for a new center. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Blake and Lawson at Faith FM University for The Breakfast Show this morning. Uh, we are coming at you live, learning uh, how to share the gospel, share the news, and share some fun all in one beautiful, delicious breakfast show. Smells mm. <laughs> good, Boston. Smells good. We're also sharing with you a clue for the quiz because today at eight forty-five, we're going to be drawing the quiz, and someone time. will be walking home with a prize. Well, they won't be walking home with a prize. We'll be sending it to their home, and they'll be receiving it there. But our first clue for today, who am I? This is a who am I quiz. I was a centurion in the Italian regiment. 0491-064-669 is the number to call. If you know the answer, you can call or text that number. And if you do, you'll receive 500 points, the most entries that you can into our quiz, uh, into our draw. And if you win that draw, you'll win the amazing books. We have two, Simply Put by Lauren Wade and Letters from a Skeptic by Greg and Edward Boyd. We've talked about these books all through the week, but if you weren't here to hear me talk about those books, 
One of them essentially is outlining key and core doctrines of the Bible and what they tell us about God and life and our practice. The other one, uh, Letters from a Skeptic, is a story, actually, a back-and-forth transmission of letters between a father and a son where the son has converted to Christianity and he's trying to tell the father. The father's asking questions and he's explaining his questions from the Word of God. It's a powerful book that I have read and I recommend wholeheartedly so you can win and also read it yourself. But 0491 is the number to call a text for 500 points. I was a centurion in the Italian regiment. Speaking of Italians, I went to Tallinn, Estonia. We talked about restaurants yesterday and I'm still just like, just, I'm still just like living off of the, the aroma of the mm. deliciousness of that food in Tallinn. It's called La Prima. And there's like, I told you that there was like a little lemon tree, not little, but pretty big lemon tree growing in the middle of the restaurant. And it's awesome, man. If you ever get to Estonia, Go to La Prima in Old Town. It's the La best Prima. Italian restaurant I've had in Europe. Well, excluding Italy. Italy's the best. Mm. Outside of Italy. <laughs> but uh, we we have some time now for some good news, man. I want to know what's uh, going on. But before we do that, I actually want to just shout out so some of our listeners. In Western Sydney, not Eastern, Yo. not Northern, not Southern. Western Sydney, which is kind of on the way out towards those blue, blue mountains that are just gorgeous. The, mm-hmm. uh, I just love, are they the three sisters? Are they out there? Yes. They're gorgeous. Just mm-hmm. great. They got a great shape. They're tall, slender, lanky, but also just really solid foundation. Beautiful sisters out there in the blue mountains. And, uh, that, I, that description <laughs> was disturbing. Like I, I, uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. I'm struggling. <laughs> but yeah, obviously. shout out Western Sydney. Shout out. But also shout there. out. So shout out Western Sydney, uh, oh. New South Wales, 88.0. But also this one's a beauty. My favorite spot. Penguin. Yes. Tasmania, 88.0 on Faith FM. Penguin, Tasmania. I'm going to assume Kashi that there are penguins there. Can yeah. question, Blake? Is it a personal question? Yeah, yeah. right here on what's, the show. What's oh, your wow, favorite okay. animal? Good one. What's your favorite animal? Ooh, like, like full stop, or like what are we talking here? Like this is, full this, stop. I'm real torn. I love bears and platypuses. Okay, okay, that's a good choice. Bears are cool, and platypuses are really cool. Yeah. But personally, I'm a penguin guy. I love penguins. I think I think penguins are the coolest animals. I think they do the coolest things. I think they're, they they tick all the boxes. They're really cute. But then they're very resourceful and useful. Kind of reminds me of myself, you know. Uh, so, <laughs> humble too. Penguins so, are really humble, like you as well, too. Yeah, yeah. that's right. They're I really will say, humble. I watched this animated documentary on the life of penguins, uh, and Cody is my favorite don't, penguin. Don't, <laughs> um, I don't think I don't think penguins surf in Hawaii. That's, no, that, they do. That's, That's where I draw the line. There are penguins who live up in in South America, like very close to the equator. I forget what kind of penguins they're called, but there are these penguins who somehow traveled up there. They would be the most likely to surf, but... They yeah. all surf. Just some of them wear wetsuits. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey, in good news this morning, I'm actually I'm going to talk about bad news. That's good news. What? All right, please, please bear with me. Okay, so you, I'm I'm, a, I'm talking to the listener. You are a generous person. You're a charitable person. I'm 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 affording you that description. That's who I think you are. And you've been seeing the terrible events that have been happening overseas, particularly the earthquake in Turkey and northern Syria. And you feel compelled in your heart. You're like, wow, that is awful. Jesus has called me to be a, 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 a supporter of the least of these, of those who are struggling. I want to support in any way I can. But you say, well, you know, I can't get over there. Da, da, da. What can I do? I can support monetarily. I can give money to organizations who are getting over there and helping people. But I want you to be aware. I want to I want to help you this morning to not get scammed because at this time in which for the, and this has been a thing for the last I would say 5 years whenever natural disasters happen like this tra- really tragic events or terrorist attacks or whatever dude the the scammers swoop in all over the internet setting up count, accounts on on Twitter, Facebook, all this stuff on the internet, setting up websites and everything, trying to basically grift and steal money from you uh, in the name of supporting disaster relief. And they look pretty le- legit as well. Like, like you'll see some stuff, it's like Turkey Earthquake Relief Fund or Disaster Relief Turkey. And it's like, oh, wow, this looks like a pretty legit Facebook page or website. Or that you know there'll be a Twitter account with like I saw this one. It's like a it's like a Greek medical uh, paramedic holding like a Turkish child, and then underneath it's like oh send me Bitcoin at this address, and you know to support those who are have experienced disaster in Turkey. And lots of people are falling for it. Lots of people are giving their money to these things because they see them on social media and they're like. Yes, I can support. And it comes from a great place. I mean, the reason people want to support. But you are being grifted and you are being scammed. And that is awful. And that is terrible. And so we want to help you. And what we want to help you to do is by telling you some official, what I want to help you to do is tell you some official charities which you can help through. The first one I want to tell you about is actually a group that we're going to be interviewing on the show, I believe, next Tuesday. It's called ADRA. Yes. And that stands for the Adventist Disaster Relief Agency. They have, I've actually, I had some personal experience with ADRA. I was in 2017, I was up on the border of Queensland when the cyclone happened, and I was part of the flood relief that, that was there. And I saw ADRA in action helping all the displaced people because a lot of houses got flooded and whatnot, helping displaced people find places to stay which is really awesome. Essentially, that's their, their main thing is they, they show up, they provide aid, and they house those in need. That's, that's the biggest thing is finding housing for those in need. So if you want somewhere to donate money, if you're thinking about all the people who lost their houses in Turkey and Syria and you're thinking about, oh, where are they going to stay? And you want to provide resources for a place that can help them get 
somewhere to stay. Adra is the way to go. Also, you have the classic Red Cross as well that's always in there doing amazing work. Uh, as well as, you know, there's certain websites you can go to where you can see officially listed um, officially listed charities and organizations that you can support. But it's always just healthy. It's always good to jump on Google and just type in, say you found this relief agency, say, is this one legit? And you should get some information about it. But yes, we believe that you are charitable people, pe- charitable people who believe you're good people, but you just need to check out where you're sending your money to because you might be getting drifted in a terrible time like this, which reveals to us the real sinful nature of the world and what terrible things people are doing. But please, draw close to God at this time and uh, give as you feel compelled. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Good morning, it's The Breakfast Show. I don't know if I'm supposed to be singing or not, but I decided to in that moment, and I instantly regret it. But I'm here with Lawson and with Shell, who's producing it up, uh, doing all the button pressing and making it all happen. Uh, Lawson, I need a quiz clue immediately. Immediately. I lived in Caesarea. Hmm. So this person that lived in Caesarea, you know who this is? I gave a clue before. I don't know if I I, I, I really want to say the clue before to help you. Maybe you're just just uh, maybe you've just started to listen in. Actually, no, I'll help you. I'll help you out because this is our final day, final quiz. We're having the draw at eight forty-five this morning. The first clue was I was a centurion in the Italian regiment. This clue for 400 points, I lived at Caesarea. If you know who this is, also, also, if you heard me preach about a month ago down in Melbourne, you'll know exactly who this is. <laughs> so, 0491-064-669. Shout out my Melbourne peeps out at uh, Gateway East Church. Uh, if you know who this is, you can give us a call or a text and go immediately into the draw to win our amazing books for this week, which is we have Simply Put by Lauren Wade and Letters from a Skeptic as well by Greg and Edward Boyd. So give us a call, 0491-064-669. Classic prize for a classic quiz for a classy guy, Lawson. You are a classy guy. Uh, 100%. We uh, have some news happening here. It's a tale of two pastors. Now, uh-huh. should I start with the good pastor or the potentially bad pastor? You tell me. What are your thoughts? What? What do you mean? You, should I start with the bad story and then finish with the good story or finish, start with the good story finish with the bad story? You tell me. Start, start veggies first. Okay. The bad one then. Okay. Here we go. So... Bobby Houston, which is the wife of Hillsong Church founder Brian Houston. So you've probably heard of Hillsong, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time someone took me to uh, a Christian music concert. I just I thought it was some mountain music. Uh, they're like, we're going to go to Hillsong. I was like, why are we going to listen to mountain music? And uh, I didn't know what Hillsong was. It was back in 2007, and I found out who they were when I was there. And I went to a concert, and it was actually at that concert. Uh, this before I'd ever really known anything about God at all. Uh, and I had the day before prayed that 
if God was real, to put a Bible in my hands. It, it was at a Hillsong concert in Sydney Olympic Park, 2007, that a young girl uh, put a, she was about 12 or 13, she led me over to a table. There were some books there. One of the books said level 27. On that table and on that book, I picked it up, said level 27. I picked up the, the book and she said it was a Bible. And I had prayed, God, if you're real, put a Bible in my hands. And less than 24 hours later, a Bible was in my hands at a Hillsong concert. So kind of a cool thing. And uh, honestly, like the Hillsong, Hillsong is probably not my favorite kind of music, but it was definitely uh, a church that helped me to grow closer to Jesus. I'm very thankful for them. However, Brian Houston, who's the leader of that church, is on trial for allegedly essentially covering up his late father's sexual abuse. His father uh, passed away in 2004. Uh, but his name was Frank Houston, and they alleged that Brian Houston knew as early as September 1999 that his father, Frank Houston, had committed an indecent assault all the way back in 1970. Mm. Uh, now, Frank was the head of the Assemblies of God in New Zealand until 1971, uh, and he passed away in 2004. And so Bobby, the wife, shared that during the 13-day court trial in December, eight different witnesses testified against Brian, but only one uh, witness came to maintain his innocence and that was Brian himself. And so mm. now the, the case is kind of adjourned. It's on, they're waiting until June to get it all sorted out. And uh, Brian says, I'm, I'm weary of the relentless assault. No, sorry. Bobby says, I'm weary of the relentless assault on this man, weary of the unchallenged, uncontained narratives left to fester. I vowed to him last year that if no one stands up and vindicates his integrity, character and worth, I will and I'll die on my sword if need be. And so Brian was actually charged in August 2021 after a two-year investigation by the New South Wales police in Australia. And so Brian actually says, I welcome the opportunity to set the record straight, but it's not looking good for the situation. Brian, uh, he resigned as a pastor a year ago after the allegations that he was part of sexual, that he was part of sexual misconduct as well. Mm. Uh, and this happened there was an incident where he went into a motel with another individual. He was there for 40 minutes. The individual was under the influence of alcohol and anxiety medication. Uh, but you know, whether what happened in the room, it's still unclear. Uh, and the woman in question has not said whether anything inappropriate happened one way or the other, but it was a bad look. And now Brian is on trial for that mm. as well as dealing with allegations for Frank Houston as well too. So, Kind of some crazy stuff because this is an Australian situation. Like Hillsong is a big deal in Australia, yeah. the Christian community for sure. And uh, and some of the music they make is great. I really enjoy some of their music. Uh, they got the song, There Was Another in the Fire. Really mm. biblical song. Love that song. Uh, it, it really inspires me just to think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walking the fire and then Jesus appears to keep them safe. You know, mm. Daniel chapter three. But it's really unfortunate that the leadership of Hillsong has been really, there's all these allegations that go along with it and we will see what comes of this matter uh, moving forward as well too. So there's a lot of questions that are happening with that pastor, but there's another pastor. So that's kind of the bad news, but here's the good news. There's another pastor in Chicago, right? And he okay. is, his name is Corey Brooks. Now, the reason this story means so much to me is because he has raised 
He's on a, he's on a journey to raise $35 million. Right now, he's already raised $28.5 million for Project wow. Hood, uh, which is an organization seeking to empower and equip individuals and families, right? Now, do you want to know how he raised that money? I do. Okay. Prepare yourself. Do you know anyone who lives in a tent on a roof? Oh, yeah, I might have met someone. A okay. Big, tall guy. Big, tall guy. Well, Corey Brooks is that guy. He has been living in a tent on a roof in Chicago, raising money for the last 345 days in frigid Chicago, that south side is of Chicago. Gnarly. Yeah, it gets so cold there. <laughs> in O Block, as uh, it's called. In O Block. Yeah, that's what it's called. So there's a guy named Odie Perry. He was shot and killed, and then the gangs took the name The O and started calling it O Block. So it's like the most violent block in the entire country. So when and I was young, when I was young, I, o block. I used to listen when I when I was sorry to cut you off. Like when I was young, that's I used cool. to listen to lots of rap music, and lots of rap music comes out of O Block, Chicago. And, that's where he is, and literally all of their rapping is about how they kill people and it's it's actually real and it's like yeah. the most gnarly like oblock is like notoriously it's like one of the most dangerous projects in north america it's got like one of the highest murder rates ever and this guy's just like i'm gonna live Can't on the roof <laughs> yeah so he he's literally they're calling him the cory brooks is his name and they're calling him the roof top pastor because he's he's camping out on O-Block and he's already raised wow. $28.5 to build a center in O-Block because what he says is, I want to turn O-Block into opportunity block to accomplish this through the, a massive community center they're going to build wow. right now. So he's just like, let's make O-Block opportunity block for all these uh, young men and women who don't really have the, those opportunities because they live in O-Block. You know, just getting out of O-Block alive seems to be you know, uh, a meaningful skill essentially, you know, like this is, this is something that they're just trying to survive this place. But he's like, no, no, no. I want to create a community center for people to actually have real opportunities to get out of O block, not only alive, but so that they can have the right foot on the right path moving forward so they can make something of themselves and they can do something despite the dire circumstances that they're living in. So $28.5 million already raised crazy. trying to get to 35 million. The dude is literally living the life, camping out on a, in a tent in O Block. I uh, I've done some tent camping myself, but I've never done it in O Block, and I can guarantee that that's a lot scarier than on top of an old Pathfinder driving around New South Wales. Mm. <laughs> so, good on you, Corey Brooks. Keep it up. Uh, hope you can get to the thirty-five million. That is such an awesome thing. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. 0491-064-669 is the number to call if you want to get in touch with The Breakfast Show. And if you want to give the answer to the clue that Lawson is about to give live from Australia. All right, here we go, my friends, live from Australia for 300 points. God heard my prayer and remembered my gifts to the poor. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text if you know the answer. If you do, 
you will go into the draw to win an amazing prize. Actually, two prizes. We're so generous. It's actually being drawn at 8.45 today. Those prizes are simply put by Lauren Wade, as well as letters from a skeptic. But again, that clue was, God heard my prayer and remembered my gifts to the poor. 0491-064-669. All right. Thanks, Lawson. We are live from Helsinki, where Mikhail and I literally just did a sauna, because we say sauna in Finland, not sauna, but sauna. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and we just did a huge it felt like it felt like a ten hour session, but Definitely. but uh, we I'm did so it. Sleepy now. And we went, <laughs> so we we actually went to the center of Helsinki, like downtown Helsinki, mm. and uh, we went out <laughs> to this sauna there. What was the place called? Alasipool. Alasipool. Okay, yeah. so Alasipool. We go out there to Alasipool. It's freezing cold. It's got like some. Today there was like a wind and like there was like it wasn't raining but it was like moisture in the air and yeah, it was just like foggy. yeah foggy and sleet kind of it was just a weird kind of weather. Then we go into the sauna. It's burning hot. I always I basically go <laughs> blind because it's so hot. And then the the fins love just throwing the steam on the rocks and so we're just like I'm just crying but I'm not telling anybody that I'm, <laughs> I'm crying because I'm trying to be tough. And uh, then we go to. Probably the coldest. Yeah, it was really cold. So when a Finn says it's cold, it's really cold. I don't know why. what made it feel so cold today because we did like the ice cold just a week ago or something. I know, yeah. We yeah. literally went into the ice, but this was colder. Yeah, this, this was definitely colder. Cold, yeah. I think the reason it was colder is because it was colder outside. Yeah, it did. And so like the, the cold is hitting your body when you're going walking out to it. But no, the water was just colder. Yeah. And I've done this ice hole swimming many times too. But today when I come, came out of the water, I was experiencing these weird, weird sensations all over my body. Like I was like, my heart is literally going to stop right now. I know you did say that. You're like, I think I'm going into cardiac arrest. So I was like, uh, what? Please don't die on me here. Yeah, it's really strange. Like I've never felt that way. I've done look. I've done a lot of saunas and a lot of ice baths yeah. all over the world, and that was that was the coldest water I've ever experienced. Yeah. I don't know how. Do you know what? Maybe maybe it was seawater. Yeah, it could be. I, I think that was yeah. seawater, and so it can actually go a little bit lower than regular water without freezing. Maybe that's what it was. I have zero idea, but that that's it was definitely freezing theory, cold. Yeah. <laughs> so here in Finland, uh, there's a lot of sauna culture, uh, but there's yeah, also yeah. a lot of secular culture. Yes, we talked right. about that yesterday. Yeah. How has it been as a Christian? Because we were kind of talking about this at the at the sauna. Mm. How has it been as a Christian? Like you, you actually said, I I have forgotten how secular this place really is. Because you were looking up some statistics, yeah, and you started to realize, wow, this place, so like Finland, is really mm. really secular. Yeah, there's been definitely some major changes in the recent decades uh, in Finland, and I guess, I guess, like you just figure like each day with how, how difficult it has become to be, uh, be, um, and confessing Christian and, and believe to the biblical values. So you can see like society all around you may be becoming more and more hostile towards those thoughts. And, and I, I feel like it's more and more okay to be anything else except a practicing Christian. Like, yeah. So it's like pro. I have noticed that yeah. you can be, you can have blue hair. You can walk around on your hands. You yeah. can have piercings all over your face. You can, you can believe to whatever you listen want. and believe whatever you want. But if you're a Christian, yeah, you are attacked. Yeah. Hostile attack. Yeah. So I, I would say definitely because Finland still 
has a lot of Christian values from, from the past, but you can see that now, like, uh, slowly but surely, they are disappearing from the society. Not entirely, but, like, it's little by little like fading out these, these, these uh, Christian values. And it's, it's definitely alarming and, and, and giving a lot of worry for the Christians in Finland. You said something to me yesterday that I want to bring up that actually blew my mind. So we talked about schools. We yeah. talked about Steiner schools. Yeah. And the theosophy that that kind of teaches mm. and the, the different, you know, philosophies that go into Steiner education and, and thinking. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of those schools here in Finland. However, there's, from what we talked about yesterday, there's only one Christian high school in the entire country. And it's the Seventh-day Adventist school in near Torku, but it's yeah. not in Torku. What's it? Where is it? Yeah, it's in, it's in Beek, yeah which belongs to the town of Karina and it's like right next to Turku. Yeah, that's the only, the only, only, the Christian. only Christian high school in the whole country is a Seventh-day Adventist school near Turku. Yeah, and, and according that's crazy. to, yeah, it is crazy. And, and I've understood it would be actually really difficult with current legislation to even establish anymore. So this is something that is really hold up to. This, this will benefit all the Christians in this country. I mean, there are something um, that reminds of the high school, but it's not like exactly a high school. So this this high school is particular in a way that it's it's like <laughs> the people who come there are actually high school age. So there is there is a system in Finland as well where you can attend a high school when you even though you are not high school age anymore. So this one is the only one that matches the actual criteria of the high school. And there is like a, a lot of different Christians from different different denominations at the moment. And yeah, it is the only one. Crazy. Eh? It's it's really crazy, and it, and to think that you know, as a church, we have this kind of foothold in that yeah. if we try to open another one, it could never happen again because of current legislation. Yeah. And so it's it super important to keep that school yeah. open. Like yes, we yes. have to keep that school open because yeah. for Christians, all through, not just Adventists, of course. Like this is that's just one. Like yeah, for for Lutherans and Baptists and Evangelical Church for yeah. Pentecostals, like yeah. everyone. Like it's the only one in the whole country. Whole country yeah, that's wild. That that is wild for sure, and it's interesting that overall, like there is, I think some something like eleven Christian schools in the whole country, including this high school that we're now talking about, and then there's like a lot of different. I think twenty four Steiner schools in this country. Like so, just to give a comparison, so the anthroposophical education is like much more, <laughs> like uh, twenty four times. Yeah, more. <laughs> like, yeah, like it just it just happens more here. Especially in the especially in the urban areas, Steiner, Steiner education is very wow. Very, so you got eleven Christian schools, one Christian high school, and twenty four Steiner schools. Yeah, you know that 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 is actually it is a wild thought process. Yeah. And the now there is this word in Finnish that I just learned today, and it's called sisu. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Help me to understand what this word is, because I think I love this word, but help me to understand this word. Sisu would be one of the words that would most precisely describe the Finnish mentality, but it's a, it's, it's very difficult to translate, actually, because it uh, includes many different words from English, like in one word. So you could say, in, in, like, it means patient, um, it means strong, it means, um, like, how would I say persistent, like you're able to persevere in, in, in the struggles and you, you have determination, you are brave. Like, so it's like combination of many, many different things, but at the same time, you're humble. Right. So, so it's just like this Finnish mentality. The, the way that I understood it, and I could be wrong about this, but the way I understood it is basically holding on to something that you believe in until your knuckles turn white because you refuse to let go. 
That's right. That's actually is that pretty close. Yes. That's that's very close. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so that Sisu spirit, yeah. right, is kind of what the Christian Church needs to have oh, for in sure, Finland. Yeah. Yeah. If they're going to survive, they got to have Sisu. Yeah, to just hold on for dear life until their knuckles turn white and they cannot let go because the the tiny little foothold that they have in this country, mm. if it goes, it's gone. And so yeah, that's the Finnish people, especially the Finnish Christians, need to have Sisu. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and in addition to Sisu, I think they need to have a lot of understanding of how the culture is changing because sometimes the conversation might end up or escalate into not hostile, but kind of like us and them mentality. So I think like, yeah, you definitely need Sisu and that perseverance and patience, but you also need the kindness and love and this Christ-likeness when you when you are reaching out to the to the secular society that is like losing its Christian values. So you got to be able to have the Sisu white knuckle grip at the same time be willing to turn the other cheek. Yeah, that's right. Ooh, powerful stuff. Yeah. Now talking about Sisu, talking about like the unwillingness to give up on the people here in Finland mm. and to pursue... Uh, spreading the gospel here in Finland, you have been a part of the Oikos church plant. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Now walk me through that whole thing. Oikos. Well, Oikos church plant is, um, it belongs to the network called one year in mission projects that the seven day Adventist church is running all around the world. The Oikos community church plant happens to be just one of those projects. So we get funding from the general conference uh, of the seven day Adventist church. But, um, so we are basically planting a church here in the metropolitan area, which is very community, small group, house church emphasized. So we are trying to somehow, I guess, create an environment that is at the same time very biblical and and just like, I guess, faithful to the truth in that sense, but at the same time, like very accessible for people and uh, very, like this context where it's very easy to invite friends because I think in Finland we have been struggling a lot with the fact that it has been actually really difficult to invite people to the church because people feel feel very alienated from any type of church or institutions. So we've tried to kind of like return more to this apostolic model of gathering at home or in small groups or in like very authentic or organic context. You know what I have noticed? It reminds me a lot of the Oikos spirit, the Oikos vibe, I guess you could say. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of Acts chapter two, yeah. the early church model, the house church model of where everyone's just kind of honestly living together. There's yeah. a bunch of people who actually live at the house. Yeah, six people at the moment. And then their the friends come on Sabbath, on on Saturdays. Also on weekdays. On the yeah. week, oh, on the weekdays yeah. as well too. And you have a bunch of events that are happening yeah. all throughout. Then through that process, you have Bible studies, you have sermons, you have yeah. teachings, you have uh, conversations, conversations, friendships. You, you have literally... Your living life and food. Don't yeah, forget, food, you have yeah. a lot of food, yeah. and that sounds delish yeah. as well, too. Yeah, like I've been a part of this project for almost three years at this point, and it has been truly amazing to see this because, um, you know, like we haven't seen much of growth in in the church in Finland recently. Uh, in, in I mean, like in the recent year. I mean, there is like, for example, the Russian church has been very successful in in downtown Helsinki, but but like in in terms of just young people coming to church that has been a struggle for us. So it has been really encouraging to see us how Holy Spirit has been leading these people throughout this, throughout this like whole journey. First of all, leading all the people who have been joining this uh, like leadership or being living in the house. There's been, this is the third team that is actually living in the house. So each team lives there for one year. And I've lived there in that house two years before I got married, but now I live, <laughs> I live here, <laughs> here. And, uh, and then, and then, yeah, 
has been just really encouraging to see how how God has uh, helped us to like actually uh, experience this, as you said, the Acts two spirit and how how people actually they come in when they feel that there is like, where the that the community is strong and then you hold up to these good values and 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 you can meet Jesus there. So yeah, it's a pretty international thing too. Like you guys are looking for people to come and stay at the Oikos house from all over the world. Yeah, at the moment it's really international. We kind of started started in like aiming it more towards the Finnish people, but it just totally turned around. Like, I mean, of, like we are open for people from all around the world. And at the moment, I would say that the official language or the most spoken language in the community is English because it makes us think so much more easier. However, in Sabbaths, when we, because we, we have the sermon and after that we divide into smaller groups. So you go sermon first and then Bible school or Sabbath school. We go, we, we don't have actually Sabbath school, but we actually discuss the sermon. So we give like an, like a place where everybody can share thoughts about what was just preached. So you can, That's like, cool. yeah. So even if the person, <laughs> let's say even disagreed with the, with the preaching, like they can share those thoughts and then we can like converse about them. But like we have, when we divide into groups, then we usually divide by language. Usually it's uh, Finnish, and English and, and sometimes maybe even Swedish, but that's very rare. But like sometimes it could be. Yeah. So, but for the most part, like even if a person didn't speak Finnish, they could come live at the Oikos house. Oh yeah. Totally, and they'd yeah. survive. Yeah. 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 And, and join the community too. So in your own words here, we have a bunch of listeners in Australia. Some of them might be actually thinking, Hey, you know what? I want to do a year of mission or I want to mm. do six months of mission. You guys have a six month opening at Oikos right now. Yeah, that's right. What do you want to say to them? Well, I would like to, give an invitation on behalf of Linda, who is the current boss and, and on behalf of me, who was the previous boss for the two years with, with other colleagues, um, that at the moment, indeed, we have the six months opening. And if somebody would be interested in joining this project um, and you'd be interested on helping us to plan this uh, church community and lead international small group and different sorts of activities, uh, just be in touch. Um, maybe either with you or straight with us. Um, we talked about that before. I think the best way is the Oikos, Instagram. Oikos Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So how, what is it called? Oikos, the the dot, dot Oikos house. Oikos house. And how yeah. do you spell Oikos? O-I-K-O-S. House. house. Okay. <laughs> so Oikos is ancient Greek and it means basically household or family or, or yeah. The house house. Yeah. House house. <laughs> yeah. No, that's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Well, Thank you so much for the last uh, couple of weeks, actually. You've shared some really insightful stuff about Finland. It's so nice to be here. Yeah, we, we've loved it. I've loved uh, doing the show with you. I've learned so much about Finland and also the Baltic states as well, too. Yeah. And we need to do some mission work in this place. Absolutely. Definitely. People need to hear about the love of Jesus. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.